0: What are we doing it for? We doing it for the culture, bruh. What's happening?
1: How are you, Danny Boy?
0: Oh, sis, Bex, I am great. Yeah? I'm really happy to be here. You with look you good. Right you look now. good today. Uh, you look good with them braids <laughs> in your hair. <laughs> Shit.
1: you see it? You see it?
0: That's the bruh of the week right there. <laughs> you know I try, I try. You
1: know my my braids is uh, special. You know they like. popping, they popping. Thank y'all. you, I appreciate they it. Poppin'. Shout out to C, uh, what Samoa, at Samoa, no Breeze Ryder on Instagram. It's my sister, she hooked it up. She slayed the
0: girl. Shout out to know. Breeze Ryder. Yeah, you know
1: I gotta lay the edges right, but I'll lay it for tomorrow. I gotta function tomorrow, so when we'll when we'll talk about that later for on sure, in this for episode. Sure. But yes, bruh.
0: What's happening?
1: Man, I've been having such a rough week.
0: Mm. What's going on? What's well, going on? You know,
1: I'm not gonna take too much of my time. Oh, too much of your time. I'm over here saying being a narcissist and just taking my time. But <laughs> no, you know, it's just battling through anxiety. Anxiety mm. has always been like at the front of my door every morning. It's like mm. literally waiting for me to wake up. But just having those those days where you know when stress is just too much. Things are overwhelming, uh-huh. I just start getting stressed out. Anxiety hits, and when I mean anxiety, I'm talking about like my heart races, shortness of breath, mm-hmm. tightness in your chest, like all those things. Hyperventilation. Hyperventilation. Yeah. Everything, like all that happens, and like because I've been battling with anxiety like for man, I think for like about five, five and some years, like
0: what what, it, what caused it? What causes it?
1: Well. I have no idea what the cause. I know the there's roots to it, and there's mm-hmm. like I, you know, I think I've always had like the under the spiritual understanding of anxiety, mm-hmm. but after kind of going and going in, and seeing my doctor, my therapist, and you know they were able to kind of give me a proper understanding of why certain things happened in my life that caused the anxiety. Uh, Absolutely, it, I it feel definitely it. started when you know I lost my mom mm-hmm. a few years back, and you know like six years ago. And it's just in peace. yeah, rest in peace, rest my in mommy. Love. And you know, it started from there. But every, but you know, and all that. What's your mom's name? Susanga.
0: Can we, I just wanna yeah recognize Susanga? Thank you. Know you. I mean? It's important we Thank say her you. name. You know, yeah, you know.
1: Susanga Afiaki Tomolaitai. She's Where, a great woman. She left to be with our heavenly father six years ago, and you know, I was grateful to just have. And you know, I was grateful to be mothered by such an amazing woman. Absolutely. She yeah. definitely did her due diligence. I mean, she made me. But, you, know,
0: <laughs> <laughs> you better pop your you know, collar like one time. I'm like second to
1: Jesus. No, just kidding. Pop your but, collar. You know, <laughs> do you it, for, know, do it for the have couches. Call, I actually have callers today. so. <laughs> and you know, notice how I said that. I kept following you. I say callers. Callers. But, yeah. yeah, so, you know, anxiety was kind of tough this week. kind of yeah. one you know, like mm-hmm. it won. But I'm but, hopeful.
0: But you're here right now, though, so it didn't, really didn't win.
1: Yeah, it didn't win.
0: It just took over a little bit.
1: It took over because you know the stress of like there's a, there's I have a family event coming up. It's mm-hmm. this Saturday, and it's been Bird. just like you know just the stress of putting an event together. It's not even me. I'm over here talking like I'm the one. No, I'm it's a, it's our a bunch fam, of y'all. yeah, it's huh. a bunch of me and amazing people like my family had. They are all amazing. They all have different gifts and strengths, and I'm just grateful that we get to just put all our giftings together and put together. An amazing event.
0: Can I ask you though, like, how do you get through th- your anxiety? Like, what is, what is a tool or a device that you, that you do to cope to get through it?
1: Yeah, that's a, actually a really good question. My tool for real is I like to meditate. Meditate is like a huge thing for me. Word. And I also love, I love to binge YouTube. I mm-hmm. watch. Different types of TED Talks. And shout types. out to TED Talks. Yeah, shout out to TED Talks. Shout I love out them to things. Different lectures online, you know, right. like on YouTube. I just watch anything and everything. I could go and sit and learn. I mm-hmm. will definitely binge watch on that. So yeah, I that miracle worker man. That seriously nice. will like change everything. So, Is
0: there a specific thing that like brings you like a sense of peace that you try to like go to go? Go towards when you feel anxious?
1: Yeah, you know, the number one thing I go to every time, like, I kid you not, every time anxiety tries to come and creep up on me, like, all I do is just think of, like, it's so weird, and you're probably going to think this is, like, what the hell, Bex? (laughs) But it's, like, I think of my mom's room when she was alive. Mm, My mom's mm -hmm. room was the room that everyone... All my sisters, my dad, everyone, we always went to her room and her room was kind of set up with her little, you know, hospital bed. And then she Um. had like an extra twin bed on the side. And that twin bed was a bed that we all kind of went to when we came in to visit her. But I just remember her room like every like every time I hear the um, the oxygen machine Mm -hmm. because she was constantly on that. Like every time I hear that, that surprisingly is like. Wow. You know, like that brings me good memories.
0: That's for so. And it's,
1: it'll probably bring somebody else like, oh, my gosh, somebody turn off her damn machine. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like, somebody will be like, well, that is the most annoying sound. Because if you ever heard an oxygen machine, like, it has, like, a pretty, like, you know, like, a weird sound to it. Right. You know, it's not pleasing, you know. It's so. always
0: those small things, though, that, like, really take us back to yeah that make us think of somebody or our loved one right yeah
1: and and the sound of like her like her machine going off like the it's it's again it's a weird it's annoying but like i wish i could hear that sound right now Mm. you know what i'm saying like i wish i can hear like the breathing of hearing my mom's breath you know in and out of that oxygen tank you know like absolutely that sound like anytime if i go to the hospital and i hear that sound like that sound is like heaven to me because mm. those are like the memories that I have of like that I've had with my mom every time I spent with her was always listening. She was always like she was always resting. So every time I'm, I'm in the room just laying there, I, I always hear her oxygen machine go off or she's suctioning herself or mm-hmm. something. But like you would think that those things would annoy me. But those beautiful. things like, you know, what I'm saying it's like, oh, my gosh, like
0: that's what's up. It literally really... revived me. I really love that. I don't think that that's weird at all. I think if whatever it is that you need to be okay and for it to be that, you know, like our loved ones, especially those who have left us always, always bring us that sense of peace, right? Always bring us that sense of grounding that we forget about because we're in the thick of things. And so if it takes to think about your mama's room, her breathing machine to calm you down, I'm going to. Remind you of that. the next time Thank you're you. anxious in front of me, sis.
1: So yeah. So shout out to my mommy who's again in heaven.
0: Watch over us. Love you. That's yeah. what's up. So yeah, bruh. <laughs>
1: what does that mean That sound like a heavy bro Bruh. <laughs> i see you got a modello right there too i see the two <laughs> two tall cans of modello yeah okay, no a little,
0: uh, just a little courage oh, wow just a little courage <laughs> damn you gotta put me all blast okay <laughs> i see you got modello right there and, and here i am
1: with my uh zero calorie soda with your diet being water healthy
0: being all hey it's good vegan. though huh with your vegan water <laughs> it's good though But nah, I think something that has been on my heart this week really Mm. has just been thinking about like family responsibility Mm. Um, and just the beauty that I'm able to be here at home now to help take care of my niece. Mm. Um, You know, just she's eight years old. She's a young girl. You know what I mean? And she's like, she's coming of age. Okay. And and just trying to think back like, damn, what was my experience like at eight, nine, ten, and... All the things that I've gone through, I'm trying to provide a better mm. upbringing for her than at least you you know I had, and I think you know just us as adults, we are always trying to provide something better for the next generation, yeah, I get it than what I we totally had get it. and and I wish I could do more. I wish you know my niece talked to me about like, oh, I wish you know our house was bigger, mm. or I wish I had my own room, you know it hurts my heart because I used to say the same thing as a kid. You know growing up in a one bedroom apartment, like damn, I wish I had my own room right you know right, I mean? right 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 like, yeah, I gotta share a room with my mom and my sister like hella beds in one room, yeah, I get it it's humble, but it's humbling too at the same time, you know what I mean as a young yeah, kid, you don't no, realize for sure. yeah, but at but anyways, like I just wish that I could I could give her those things, you know, but then I also try to. I also try to curb it and be like, I know, baby, but maybe you know, like, just look at what we have, right? Like, let's be grateful that we have somewhere to rest our head. Mm. We can take a shower, you know. Like, we have right. we have shelter. There are people out there who don't have this. Yeah, that's and so just true. really trying to teach her to be appreciative and mm. to be grateful, and but it still hurts, you know, that right, I, that right. I can't really do anything to help provide something bigger because she' living in the Bay Area. That's that Bruh Oh my gosh You know what I mean Like families have to live together Oh my lord I used to like Want my independence so bad But Shit what can we do When the rent For like A freaking house Is three Four Five Six thousand dollars
1: Ain't nothing changed From Samoa To the times here In the (laughs) Bay Area We all live in the same house
0: Right Some families even live with you In the house (laughs)
1: And that's how it's gonna be. And that's not good for your mental health, bro. <laughs> that, bruh, that, that ain't good. Period. But but
0: shit, you know, we make, we make we make we make do with it, and and that's what what people I feel really love about our Pacific Islander culture, right? Is right. that we are very family oriented, and mm-hmm. yeah, there's the love and all that. Like love will always be there, but shit, sometimes it's hard. Like we don't always get along, but at the end of the day, hopefully, that love will always still be intact. Right? right, so come on, come on, Doctor. Come on, come on, Dr. It, man. Phil. <laughs> Let's come get into on, this. Uh, welcome, sis. What's happening? Uh, Where we at right you?
1: now? Welcome, welcome to episode two of For the Cultures Podcast. Right. We're excited about this. You know, um, yeah, I feel like you know this is this podcast is long overdue.
0: Absolutely, I
1: feel like this podcast is gonna you know bring out a lot of things um, to. All cultures, you know, especially for our Pacific Island cultures, but we're hoping to just tackle every culture from the um from the Bay Area culture to the PI culture to um
0: hip hop culture. Hip hop
1: culture to
0: queer culture. Queer culture. Yeah.
1: Come on. There's there's a lot of different types of cultures that we hope to have co- different conversations about and
0: because we hold so many of those cultures, right? Because we hold we different identities, do. yeah, right.
1: Because yeah, I identify as a Pacific Island woman, mm-hmm. as one who lives in the bay, born and raised, and uh, what else LGBT woman, mm-hmm. a queer woman, mm-hmm. and what else, a woman that is Christian and part of the queer family, queer community, like.
0: Right, we're going to get into that. Yeah, well
1: there's there's quite a few, you know.
0: Yeah, and same for me, right? Like I'm born and raised here in San Francisco Bay Area. Oh, well, well. Um I also identify as a queer man on okay. Pacific Islander Samoan uh with some Tahitian roots, you know what mm. I mean? Um uh You're blessed. You're blessed to some <laughs> Tahitian roots. Uh shoot, I I have uh I'm um First generation oh, college graduate, okay. you know what I mean? Like, shit, that's a culture in itself, that right? Alone, that alone. And so geez. when when we're talking about like the reason why we wanted to call our podcast for the cultures Eesh. is because we hold so many of these, right? So many, and uh, a spe- specifically as Pacific Islanders, yeah. Samoans, like it's unheard of for us to have a platform like this, yes. right? And this platform has been available for us. For the longest, right, and so many people are out there doing their thing. It's like, yo, let's do this. Let's elevate our voice. Yeah. Let's speak about it. What's popping in the world? What's happening? You know, around us and mm. and uh, in the cultures and like, let's have a conversation about yes, it, right? Please. Because as Pacific Islanders, as Samoan people, we are much more than what. You know, society perceives us to yes, be. Yes. So, that's
1: absolutely
0: correct. This is trying to just add to
1: to our purpose and goal. Absolutely. You know? Again, you know, that's I feel like that is that's exactly it. Like we just really just want to bring forth a conversation to elevate, to encourage
0: mm-hmm. and to
1: bring hope to a community. A community, a variety of communities. You right.
0: Know? And keep that conversation going. You know exactly. what I mean? Like inspire critical thought think about it, talk about it with your friends, with yeah. your family, with your church family, with your pastor, whomever. You know what I mean? Like That might be a tricky one though. Hey, but it can happen, you know, there, there's some progressive better, people better out there. You have fast
1: 40 days before you go and have that conversation. <laughs> Hi, my name is Danny Boy. I am a Pacific Islander man and a queer man and I'm this and oh, like wait, wait, hold on. I don't care about your third one. Your second one, you're a queer man. Okay, go. <laughs> Get out of here. <laughs> <laughs> no, just kidding. Not all churches
0: are like No, nah, yeah, but definitely Keep this conversation going. Yeah, for sure. So welcome, y'all. Welcome, welcome. For the cultures. Yay.
1: So, yeah. Oh, Danny, boy, I've been thinking about some, like, because I know every week we want to talk about, especially in our last episode, I loved it. One of the things that we did was the ICU segment, yeah. and that, I felt like, that was beautiful.
0: Absolutely.
1: You know, and I See You basically is, like, where we highlight someone that we feel like has, like, exemplified just an amazing, outstanding leadership, and just just them as a person. Or just doing
0: the damn thing. Just,
1: yeah, like whether celebrities or just a mom, a dad, a teacher, a coach, a, a, a random dude on the street, a young child, whatever it is, we want to make sure that we recognize them and we say, "I see
0: you." I see you. I see you. Absolutely.
1: Who has who who has uh kind of like captivated your heart this week, Danny Boy?
0: Well, my ICU for this week, it definitely has to go to my mama. Mm. Um, I'm just so happy, you know, and so proud of this woman because she is a fighter. You know what I mean? She's a fighter. Yeah, yeah. She's a survivor. Uh, she went through some health issues yeah. back in November. Wait, but you got
1: to say your mama's name if you're going to give her a shout out. Just like you made, you made me give my mama's name. What's your mom's name?
0: That's real. That's real. <laughs> <It's> like... <laughs> Call me out on that, yeah. <laughs> uh, I want. I see you, Nanny Wilson. My, yes, that's my mama, Nanny Wilson. Um, yeah. So she went through some health health issues back in November that took her out of work, took her out of her groove. You know what I mean? And mm. she's she was like um, not bedridden, but she had to stay in bed mm. for a few months. You know, she needed help to and from, like, the restroom or even to just be moved from one space right, right, out yeah. of the next. And it oh was, like, a spiritual gosh, battle. So it was a health battle. Like, yeah. just so many things. And it, and it you know, it kind of, like, trickled down the familial lines, right? Right, and like right. me coming home from uh, being gone for 10 years, it was, Ten like— 10 years? 10 years, yeah. Wow. I lived in Atlanta for two and then L.A. for eight. Eight? Wow. Just moved back in September. But I came home— Right on time, you know what I mean, because I, I needed to be um. here to help take care of my mama. Mm. Um, and so, just last week, she went back to work. It was her first week back. What and, does she do? Uh, she works. She does community outreach, okay, uh, yeah, yeah. specifically in the Pacific Islander community, okay. but you know, for all communities and um she really tries to work towards reducing stigma around mental health and mental wellness come on now in it our community you know on. what i mean cuz that's a it's a real it's a real thing um but you know just i think it was maybe last month or the month before that where i just okay. see her getting stronger and stronger every day you know what i mean and like i i don't have to do as much as i did before you yeah, know like yeah. before i would have to get the wheelchair go up go upstairs, put her in the wheelchair, wow. wheel yeah, yeah. her out, you know, and, like, I don't have to do all that now. So all of that to say that my mama's back to work, you know, she's getting stronger, nice. and I see you, mama.
1: Come on. Bex. That's what's up. Bex. Yes, sir. Who do you see? I think my ICU. see you. And this ain't no
0: ICU in the hospital, okay? We
1: ain't sending anybody to ICU tonight. Right? <laughs> Although
0: we do intensively care about <laughs> hey, that's those, real. That's the, real. those that we shout out and, and recognizing the, and acknowledging. Real. We intensely care yeah, about Yeah, no, y'all. that's
1: real. That's real. That's a good way of putting it, see? Um I my ICU goes to um it goes to my family. Uh, we have this we... event coming up this Saturday, but by the time the list, our listeners hear this podcast, it'll be Monday. So, or whatever day of the week. (laughs) Yep. But, yeah, uh, we have this uh, 90s party. It's the end of the summer 90s party, and we're excited about it. But, yeah, I've been just in this group group text chat with my family, Mm -hmm. and we've just been going to town, just kind of chopping up ideas, kind of delegating, like, you know, just jobs and tasks for people to do, what what they need to do when they're there, what they need to do before they get there, Mm -hmm. so... It's just been hectic, just kind of doing that because I, I honestly prefer meeting in person. Mm-hmm. I'm just a person. Right. I like to that be energy, here. Yeah, that
0: exchange of energy.
1: I like that body contact. I'm just like here. But you know, nowadays, where I guess I we need. I guess I'm just grateful for text because any form of communication is
0: absolutely. good. Absolutely, absolutely.
1: So yeah, it goes to my family. You know, for putting together this event, the '90s party, and even for preparing for this uh, family reunion, because we're doing this event to help raise funds for our family reunion that's coming in November. That's what's up, man! Shout out to the legacy of Soe and Pele. Hey, <laughs> yeah, you know. So that's you is that, know, that
0: what the family reunion is gonna be called? Yeah, it's dope.
1: You know, you know, because you know, to usually be, we try it's to be like original. Yeah, because you, to you be
0: know, a- usually it's like oh, it's like this last names reunion or that last names reunion. Yeah. But I like that this family reunion is going to be the legacy of Soe and Pele. You know? That's what's up. I,
1: I want to sit here and take credit that I came up with the name, but... I don't really even know. I know <laughs> It's going to be a family thing. Everybody's yeah, going be like,
0: no, I came up with it. Nice.
1: Yeah, just shout out to whoever, whoever brought up. Just like, shout, out family, that. Yeah, shout, shout out, out to, to the, the family, man.
0: Shout out to the legacy of E and Feli.
1: Everyone h- working hard to put together a family reunion this November. Shout out to you all putting word, in the hard work. Word. Thank you. And I see you.
0: Beautiful. Yes. All right, Bex. Well, shit, you know, we out here, we just checking in, chopping it up. Doing our thing. But this next segment that I want us to get into Uh-oh. is called Check This Shit Out. <laughs> <laughs> right, exactly. You hear it in, my, in the tone my nerves, of my voice. Like, <laughs> <laughs> Here come that anxiety, girl. Think about your mama's voice.
1: <laughs> Bruh. Oh, my Yo, gosh. What is
0: she? Sh- so, Check This Shit Out.
1: What we got? What we got?
0: Did you hear about this Balangi uh, man? Don't I'm gonna look it up. But did you hear about this Balangi man who was trying to um, trademark the the word aloha? And because he he's like the CEO of a uh, of a poke business somewhere in Chicago. I think it's called Aloha, aloha Poke yeah, yeah. Company or something like okay. that. So this this Balangi man, this mm-hmm. white man. Um, was trying to send a cease and desist letter to like all poke places, all places that have aloha in it, to stop using that word because he was going to uh trademark or and own that word for his business. The word aloha. Have you heard about this? I've
1: never no. This no, is some
0: no. bullshit, man. I heard about this on social media and like this
1: on you you found it on Facebook?
0: Or um on yeah Google? I actually heard about it on Facebook and then I did some research and and then they they even have a petition going on change.org Really? There's been some co- there's been some news coverage about it too. Yeah. Uh, have you heard about it?
1: I've never heard about that. I have no I have no interest in that.
0: Either. I mean, yeah, I mean r- who cares about like who the guy is or whatever, but just yeah, the, yeah. just the audacity to even think about like trying to trademark a culture's word right as your own yeah 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 like it just it just boils my blood because it's like who the who the fuck do you think you are you know what i mean like it just makes me think (laughs) about like the history with hawaii right and like how it was illegally Mm. um stolen you know from from hawaiians Back in like 1893, right? How, oh wow! Mm-hmm.
1: I did not know that.
0: Yes, Hawaii was stolen in 1893. That's when uh, Queen Liliuokalani was um, overthrown and put in jail. Actually, mm. there was there was this whole thing with like two sugar um, farmers, I think, like that were trying to acquire the land, right? And so they they duped the queen into signing some papers and then mm. they they played her basically and and made it so that um the United States gains control of Hawaii. And oh. I believe it was like uh I, I don't know if it was in the forties or the early fifties where Hawaii that's when Hawaii became uh a state when it received its statehood.
1: In the when? Nineteen what?
0: In the nineteen forties or or the early fifties. Wow. Right. And then... Such um,
1: insight. Look at Danny boy.
0: Nah. Sorry, y'all. I mean, I do have... This is real. You know, I may not have my facts. And this is the danger, too, right, of sharing stories like this and not having all the facts together, like... Yeah, yeah, yeah. But this shit went down. And, like, this is what this story reminds me of, is, like, just trying to come in and, you know, like, take ownership of something that's not yours, that has belonged to a people who have been around um for centuries ages, yeah ages right like our ancestors go back right right right, right. um so homeboy's name that owns the pocket shop his name or he's the co-owner i name, can't
1: believe this is a real story it's a
0: real story bro jeff wow. samson
1: okay jeff samson wow
0: yeah bro come on now <laughs> let it go man you can't You definitely don't want the Hawaiians coming after you. I know. Because then everybody else going to come after you. You don't want the bounty killer to come after you. (laughs) (laughs) But no, like there's some real movement going on, you know what I mean? Like our people have really rallied together to to bring attention to this because we're tired of being stepped on, you know? Like so many of our islands have felt the wrath of, the palangi, right, the the right. people who come and, like, the foreigners and who take our lands and, you know, think that our ways are the wrong ways and their ways are the right ways, and so right. they teach yeah. us X, Y, and Z. I get it. Like, yeah. all of this, and this is some actual shit that has been stirred up because of this, this, uh, this story, right, and, like, a lot of Hawaiian, uh, Native Hawaiian leaders are coming out and talking about how this is another form of colonization and oppression and mm. and just, uh, w- you know, even white supremacy, right, to go that far and say that this is, this is what this was at the root of this story.
1: Right, right.
0: So I just wanted to bring light to that because that is, ain't that some shit?
1: I uh, mean, that is touchy, touchy, man. That's a touchy subject right there. That's like, I don't know.
0: That's some shit to check out, y'all.
1: What's that dude's name again? No, just kidding.
0: <laughs> Jeff Sampson.
1: And Jeff.
0: Come on, bro. Sheesh. Don't even do it.
1: Don't do it. Don't do it. That's a danger. That's a danger zone right there. Right, right. Yeah. Any, so.
0: Anything popping on your timeline? Is there anything you know, happening like, in your world? I
1: think what's been kind of hectic. Man, okay, listen. Check this out. Really, this is like this is working my last nerve. <laughs> like. Anybody who struggles with mental illness, okay, mm. especially the Pacific Island community, because right now I can really just speak into that group right now. And that's who I'm really speaking to right now, because I just heard um, I think it was I, I just heard something on the podcast or was it radio overhearing uh, just somebody talking, sharing their story on, you know, just their journey of mental illness and you know like i don't knock anybody's story especially i mean how can i even knock it because i mean i have my own story right, you know so right, like right. and i don't, i'm not even sure i tell it right you uh-huh. know because it's like i have so many different you know experiences in in my in mental il- you know illness stories so yeah um but listening to just a, this particular um radio show was kind of like okay I, one, I mean, I was into it because anything that involves mental illness is like I'm all ears, you know, mm-hmm. being how duh, we, we, we both, work. <laughs> yeah, we both work in the behavioral health, you know, for San Mateo County. Shout out to San Mateo County. <laughs> um, but there's just something about like sharing your story and being authentic with your story. And like for me, as someone who has you know, just struggled with anxiety and even been... I mean, when they they even did an assessment, they said, Bex, you also have, like, PTSD? Uh-huh. This was the first time, and I'm just like, what the heck is that? Right. And then when I went and looked it up, they was like, that's only for people who've been traumatized seen something that was, like, super traumatizing, like, people, like, who've been in the military or, like, somebody, you know, who fell victim and got seen, like, a brutal, like, murder, you know, and I'm just like, I've never had either or, you know, how could I have something like that? And, you know, just grateful for therapists you know like shout out to all my therapists out there because i only have two <laughs> hey, i usually use one
0: though i think that's dope that you even go to therapy you know what i mean oh, like man, that's I something have that to
1: mando
0: that's something that we don't mando. normally do as pi's right? i am like,
1: Samoan and i have a therapist how uh, about
0: that that's what's up <laughs> can we man, get a I round of applause you of know it. what i mean we we'll put you on some you
1: know what i'm saying beow, like beow, beow. I just I just feel like everyone needs a therapist, whether you're you know, whether you have like whether you identify as somebody who has mental illness or not. Like right. it just helps keep your sanity and helps you know, there's just it something helped.
0: It helps to have a conversation, right? Yeah. Really be able to talk some shit out with a professional. With a professional, exactly. Exactly. Because I think other people, you know, like, there are different forms of therapy that people run to out there. Yeah, yeah. That maybe is not necessarily therapy, just more of, like, a coping mechanism, right? Oh, man,
1: I'm telling you. And if you go to the wrong person with your business, bruh, Right. that is going to be blasted the wrong way. Mm -hmm. And I'm speaking from experience, you know? Like, Mm -hmm. just... When I end up sharing some things that I'm just like, it's safe here. What happens? What? Oh, dang! You guys are gonna make fun of it and do all this? It's like, dang, Gina. <laughs> so yeah, you know, just if the stigma of you know, like, just the Pacific you know, our community, and I'm speaking again, the PI community of just not really embracing and really just getting the proper help, you know, when it comes to mental health or mental illness and
0: what did it take for you, like, was it a struggle for you to get a therapist or find a therapist? Like, did you did you have any...
1: I was hesitant at first. Mm-hmm. Yeah, because my my understanding of therapist was, I ain't going to see a therapist. There's only a bunch of crazy people go see a therapist. You right, know? Like, right. I got to, first of all, I have to lose my mind before I go and see a therapist. And mm-hmm. I ain't lost my mind yet. Like, the more you bug me to go so to see thought. it, I lose my mind. <laughs> like, so if you, you, you thought. Ask me one more time, I'm about to lose my mind.
0: Well, how did you reach that point of finally saying, you know what, fuck this. I'm going to go and get me a therapist.
1: Yeah, you know, it's one of the things, it's just the the weight, when the weight of whatever you're carrying or mental, of whatever mental illness you're having. You know, for me it was anxiety at that moment, and the weight of my anxiety was so heavy mm-hmm. that I was just op- willing to be open to anything. Right. Because at first they gave me meds. And I took that, and I didn't like it, so I stopped. Mm-hmm. And I lied to my doctors and said I was taking it and it doesn't work. Mm-hmm. But they already knew that I didn't take it and I wasn't consistent with it. So, they referred me to uh, an amazing therapist. And yeah, actually, I had to go through two therapists, different therapists, to find one that I. Because i all every therapist that I got to see was amazing, but it took the third try for me to be like, okay. And that's
0: important, though. I think that's the important thing to highlight. I mean, I personally have never seen a therapist. I want to yeah. I want to get one. Yeah. But I think what well, is important...
1: Well, you know, impor- I'm available from, you know, 6 p.m. until <laughs> 9,
0: so... No, but what you said, though, I think is really important is that, like, you had to go through certain ones to find the one that was right for you. Yeah. And I think that... That that's something, too, that is not talked about is that, like, you don't just go see any old therapist, right? Yeah. You go and see one that fits with what you're looking for, who underst- who can understand where you're coming from, and really offer you something. It's really about the vibe and the Absolutely. connection, right? So that's really important. And
1: you know what's crazy? Because by the time I got to my third one, mm-hmm. I, re- I I what's one thing that I realized why I loved that therapist so much was because she was so empathetic mm. compared to the other two. I mean, the other two, they they were empathetic to some degree, but for some reason, there was something about this. My therapist now, Mm -hmm. she works with us too, but there's something about this therapist that's just able to just literally make you feel so valued. And every like, have you ever spoken to somebody and you can just tell that your words are, you know, it's just it 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 has weight. Yeah. Have you ever had something? Like, mm-hmm. I love. I have some very yeah, good friends like that. I love when I talk to people and they just make my words feel like they have so much weight. Like they carry so much weight. Mm-hmm. Every word means something. And Absolutely. I'm literally proud to sit here and listen to you. And that's how my therapist makes me feel all the time. It's like, really?
0: That's beautiful.
1: Yeah. You know, I'm not crazy. <laughs>
0: <laughs> that's beautiful. I think, you, mean, you know, I'm we yeah. we all hold something, right? Like. You listening, right? Like you're holding something. Yes. Me and me and Beck sitting right here, right? We're holding yeah. something. Even our boy Tom, shout out yeah. to Tom. Shout out to Tom. Our producer, <laughs> man. You know, Good like deal. we all are holding something and it's important for us to speak about it, to talk yes, about it, because we need to let it out. So many of us, and I'm guilty of this myself, yeah, yeah. self medicate, right? And and if Come that's what we, if that's what we need, that's what we need. But when it gets to a point where it's like Jeopardizing our world around us, yeah, you know, yeah. that's when we need to like seek some help. That's true. And so I, I really, I really uh salute you, sis, for thank you being open and speaking about seeking therapy. And I hope that you can it's help me important. along my journey. Yeah, you feel me, because I'm trying to get me one. I'm trying to get a therapist out here because I got some shit that I it, need to just work a, through.
1: But it's more important. I mean, before you, before I even, before we even go there to the therapist, like. First, like, what do we need to address? Like, what I want to address is, like, we need to acknowledge first Mm. that we have something. Word. You know? Not just like, oh, don't worry. It's like, I'm just... Just brush it off. Just brush it off. You know what I'm saying? Brush it off, but then you find yourself super moody. You know, if you're moody all the time and you're just super snappy and then, like, you know, it's like it's affecting your kids. Mm -hmm. It's affecting your spouse. It's affecting your partner, your relationship. It's like, come on, like... Go get help, you know? Like, yeah. something is wrong if, I mean, and that's just another conversation that we can have. But I wish that we would be more open to understanding that, oh, shoot, there is something that I need to get help for. I think it's that part. It's, it's getting help. It's, it's that, It is that part. It's being vulnerable enough to get the help.
0: You really struck a chord with me because, I mean, that's exactly how... I've been behaving, you know, like at home. Some, you know, sometimes like when shit just really gets too much and and I'm holding too much and it boils up and I can't I can't keep my arms up. Like I, I snap. You know what I mean? Like, and I'm snapping at the people who are right there because they're there and they don't deserve it. You know what I mean? Like my loved ones, my yeah. my poor baby. You know, like right, right. I try. I've really tried to watch how. I react in that sense because I've been around that where like my my uncle and you know um, my elders you know would snap on us in right, right. that kind of like that like that rage and, yeah. and that shit is fucking scary you know yeah, what I mean right. um, and so I mean I think that's that's really why I want to seek some help is because yeah. I need to I need to just do better and be better. Yeah. Right.
1: I mean, and that's just the kind of stuff that I've been exposed to. I mean, I I once used to go through that until, like, I finally went and got help. And right, what I mean right. by help was, like, I had to talk to my doctor about this. Like, I'm acting this way, and it's just, it happens at random moments. And, like, I get, like, certain, you know, I get moody right here. And, like, what is it? Is it, like, me just ir- being irritable so fast? Is it, like, my environment? Is it, what is it? Like, right. you know, and, and these things cause me to be anxious. Why do I get so anxious here? And. You know, in talking to somebody, a professional especially, they're able to kind of provide the right services, whether it's like eating right, add more exercise to whatever, mm-hmm. you know, try some medication, go get an assessment to where you can get the help, do something. But all that would not be provided if I did not first become vulnerable and say, hey,
0: take that first step. You know what I'm saying? Like, right. something's wrong. Something's wrong, right.
1: People are being affected by this. My family. My partner, like the, the kids that are around me, like I'm losing, I'm losing everything. Like yeah. when there's sadness, when there's when it's hopelessness and there's like sorrow and it's constant, it's consistent in like your day to day. Hello, red flag here. Mm-hmm. Go seek help, seek somebody or even seek a good friend. Yeah. Seriously, real talk. Release Release it, release right. it off, release the tension off your shoulder by calling a good friend. And what's a good friend, Danny boy? Not, not a regular friend, right? Somebody who is not gonna judge you, is not gonna like look at you and be like, oh man, this bitch is crazy. She better go. somewhere. no, someone mm-hmm. that you can, you can feel trust, safe, yeah, and be completely and utterly free and undone. Be you yourself,
0: right? Be vulnerable with.
1: Yeah. So yeah, the, you know, let's let's we gotta do better. <sighs> you know, we gotta do better and just get the help if we if we if you know you need the help, come on, like.
0: We here, you know what I mean. We we are. We Seriously. Here. Like you can reach out to us if you ain't got nobody else to reach out to. Please, definitely hit us up. We got an email. Um, it's for the cultures pod at gmail dot com.
1: Please, we want to even hear stories. Yeah, we want to hear stories. Just hit us to up. You know illness. what I mean.
0: Like we here for we here for y'all for the culture. Yes, too, yes, right? yes. Like. We're going to work through some shit. So yeah. thank you again. We
1: need to have an episode about that because I thought we I, like I could have gone. I could have went to we town and that. Going, yeah.
0: I really. <laughs> we could have kept going. We're definitely going to definitely gonna put that in the Sheesh. parking lot.
1: Okay, bad, bad, bad.
0: We're definitely going to put that in the parking lot. But I just want to say thank you, sis, for Aww. being open and honest because that's not something that folks normally talk about. Right, as yeah. about being a therapy. And I think it's it's really radical to do that. You know, especially as Pacific Islanders, like you said, we don't do that. So, but but Let, shout
1: out to those who, who who have and who are doing it. Exactly, absolutely. You know, because there yeah. are you know, because you know, I don't want to just say like, belittle our people and say that they don't because there are a lot Word. that that are doing it, that are really doing it, most definitely, that are proud to say, oh yeah, I see my therapist and yeah. I love it. You know. And, Oh, you're not even, you're not trying to keep that conversation hushed? Like, shout out to those who just publicized that conversation, you know? like
0: Shoot, and, and maybe y'all could hit us up, too, and let us know, like, how therapy has helped you. It would be really good to just yeah. hear from our folks That'll about, nice. like, what how has it worked for you, right? How yeah. has it not worked for you? Or why do you want to, why do you want to seek one out? So Yes, yes. I really appreciate this conversation since yes, we're yes. going to get into this last piece okay. of our podcast episode 2. Um, this segment we call it Chop It Up Oh my gosh And, you know, just like we've been doing, right? Like what everybody do on a podcast is they chop it up about something mm-hmm. And this segment is going to be real special Because this is where we're going to get into it You Finally, feel me? yeah This is where we're going to get into the different topics and things. We're just going to devour into this conversation <laughs> <laughs> Shoot, we might even have to, you know, put a pin in it And maybe we'll talk about it in the next episode we'll I'm see.
1: cool, I'm good with that
0: so we're gonna chop it up about a little sum, man. So you know, oftentimes we always hear about um, the stories about the many different ways people come out of the closet, right? Mm. Let's have this conversation, sis. Right? You know, we laid it out there on the table. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Last yeah. episode from the gate, we we own who we are. We talked about it, right? And like, we hear so many stories about how folks come out of the closet, and so. Well, well the I want to just is it cool if we rap chop it up Yeah I'm cool
1: I'm always up for this conversation
0: So in terms of coming out of the closet What? Uh did you come out? Did you come out of the closet on your own free will or
1: Are you asking me? Yeah. Oh, okay, I thought you were asking Tom, I'm not just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> what are you talking about? I'm still in the closet. You...
0: Tom, she over here trying to play, bro.
1: <laughs> no, go ahead. Go ahead. Go ahead.
0: But uh, yeah, so did you come out on your own free will,
1: mm, okay.
0: or were you outed?
1: Oh jeez. Okay, so my experience of like coming out the closet. Sadly, I was, I, I was more outed, than mm. me just willingly say, hey guys, mm-hmm. I have an announcement. Mm-hmm. I'm gay. So, mm-hmm. yeah, it was um, it was outed, but. Man, there was so many. Um, it was. It, it's. It's like a difficult situation that you know. It was a very difficult situation that I was in. I was in a. I was in a, a very, um, an, a very unusual situation in my relationship that I was in back then, and it just things weren't really going well. And just uh, you know, when things escalated to bad arguments, it just kind of it also escalates to exposing because there's just something crazy about this. When you're so mad and angry, self-control is out the window. Mm -hmm. Like, you just say reckless things. You do reckless things. Like, everything is reckless. Like, anybody can get it. Anybody can get it. It's all of a sudden... All of a sudden, you become, like, the strongest man on earth. Like, I don't care if I get beat up or whatever. Like, I'm going to say this Mm -hmm. and drop the mic. Yeah, and there's just... I, I was at a point in my my relation or my relationship back then, um, this was like two years ago. Yeah, about a few years ago, that things escalated to where it where I got outed.
0: Who'd you get outed by?
1: Um, a young lady. Yeah. Some some she, she was. Uh, I'm not gonna say. Oh her yeah, name. Not, not not naming. Yeah, but like, yeah, what was yeah. the
0: relationship that you had to the person who outed you?
1: Oh, the relationship was just friendship. Oh okay. Yeah. It was it was, it was friendship friend. first. Um, very cool person. Again, like I think, if you had asked me this, if you had asked me these, conver- you know, these questions two years ago, man, I would have been like just
0: out of that person. Yeah, you know, right, I would have right. been
1: just talking like just Maybe. anger, mm-hmm. like just speaking from a place of hurt.
0: Because hurt people hurt people. Yeah, right? yeah, yeah. Yeah.
1: So yeah, you know, and healed if, people heal yeah, people, right? You know, this 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 girl was. Um, That I had, you know, like that I was like literally in the closet with Mm -hmm. for a while. And the whole thing with that is that, let me just kind of give you some history. Like I was seeing, her and I just got, you know, involved. You know, we were actually doing, this is going to be crazy, but we were actually doing like, um, or we were both involved in a church church ministry together Mm. you know there was nothing going on during that time Mm -hmm. but we both knew each other very well we just we know we were just we were close enough to just kind of understand who we were as people apart from the ministry platform into just reality because we hung out both in church setting and also um outside so we were cool and she was great people she was a great you know friend at the time and then um just something happened with me during that time of like and this is just us being friends. Like I was going through a rough patch um in ministry. Mm-hmm. and I just was like super burnt out. I don't know if you've ever heard anybody talk about like the ministry life, but it it can be taxing. I've can seen it, be yeah. draining. Mm-hmm. And just people are so many people are dependent on you and they're right. just like they kind of run to you like like they first run to the senior pastor. Then they run to the next person under the senior pastor, which was me at the time, mm-hmm. the associate pastor. And then after that, they run to God. Can you believe it? It's like, they don't even run to God, you know? It's like, no. They got to go through the channels, right? man. There's, it's there,
0: like, there's layers to this. There's
1: sheet. levels to this. It's like, in order for level your prayers up, to be up. answered, go if the senior pastor doesn't pick up, call the associate. And the associate doesn't pick up, just go straight to God. Okay. And it was like, that was the kind of the thing that happened. So... <clears throat> Yeah, I just wasn't having. Um, I was super burnt out with ministry. I was like, literally, just kind of. I mean, I was hurt during the time actually from church. Something happened during uh, my time, my my time at a church that I was serving under, and that really damaged me. Mm. And um, yeah, like that led me to just want to quit. And quit ministry. Quit ministry. So I did for a second. I literally did quit at that moment because I was so. Done.
0: How did how did being outed bring you to that point of experiencing all the hurt within the ministry? Like what what, what was that like?
1: Um <clears throat> I think being outed well, hold on, let me let me let me oh, kind of set up the, the story first okay. before because that's a good question. And it's just so the story can make sense. Anyways, when I got drained and like for ministry the person that was there for me during that time was the girl that I ended up, you know, kind of like getting into a relationship with. But okay. Then we were we were very, we were secret about it. It was closeted about everything. So, yeah, we did that. And, again, we, things were going great. And, again, I wasn't ready to come out yet because I'm just like, I don't know. Like, right. This is such a brand new thing. Mm-hmm. Like, I've never been public about this. I don't even know what it will look like. I don't know who I will lose. Uh-huh. Like I don't know what people would think. Like, I was more worried about like what the people that were following me as a pastor figure. Uh-huh. I was more worried about what they would think than what my actual family would think. Because uh-huh. I just I just kind of knew that my family would have me. So I wasn't too worried about that. But yeah, it's just um that's how it kind of that's how we kind of got together was like. Just became just so overwhelmed with ministry and everything. I mean, me being overwhelmed has nothing to do with that. But at that point, like, I never and en- I never, I, I never entertained any of that. Like, I was never entertaining none of that because, I knew, that that wasn't right. That's, I was raised that way. I was raised to not, you know, not embrace that lifestyle. I was raised to not even think that way. So mm. like, even growing up as as a younger woman and girl. Like those thoughts have always kind of been in my head, but uh-huh. I never, I was never one to entertain it because religion has always been a part of me. Uh-huh. So those thoughts were there. Easy, I can fight that off. Right. But finally, at that moment, we put some action to it and it was just like, oh shoot, here it goes, you know? And it was just one of those crazy things where, again, in the story, just in that relationship, it didn't go too well. There was just a lot of things that I can't even say why. But, yeah, it was just a, to me. It was bad. It was a bad it was all relationship. all bad, right. And I had to, and I'm glad it was, you know, I'm glad I got outed. You know, if, if the only way for me to get out of that relationship was to be outed for whatever reason, mm-hmm. go ahead. You know, out me, you know? Yeah. And, yeah, so that's how that whole thing happened. I was outed, and, like, I don't even want to tell you what had the aftermath of that, you know, because that was crazy. Mm.
0: So, yeah. Well, I mean, I mean, I don't know if this is going to make you go there or not, and you, you don't have to, but like, how did being outed impact you? And and like, even maybe more specifically, how did it impact the relationships that you had?
1: Oh, sheesh. Uh, I think being that that experience impacted me both good and bad. Mm-hmm. Like, <clears throat> I feel like the bad was because I wasn't ready for it.
0: Uh
1: And it totally caught me off guard. Like it was was difficult for me to cope with the fact that I'm coming out, that it, you know, like my sexuality, my preference is out. And then dealing with the opinions and judgment Uh of people at the same time. Uh Like, that was one of the hardest things ever for me was to, like, first cope with this. And then second, now you got to cope with the, you know, the people, the people that were your friends and were your family and that followed you because of this, you know. Mm-hmm. Like, that was the hardest thing for me. I couldn't. Um... It was a tough, 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 tough cookie to swallow. But, yeah, I couldn't. It was one of the most hardest Roughest challenging patch in my life yeah yeah so yeah I, at the end of the day I'm like I'm grateful for that because I got to see like wow you're yeah. still with me right who really got you yeah and then I got to see again those who are just like oh so I never had you you know so, yeah
0: and and maybe you know like maybe this is just me being optimistic which doesn't happen often <laughs> Danny but, boy optimistic. But, <laughs> wow, that's but may but maybe yeah. in the future, you know, those people who didn't have you will go through their own shit and see like damn have like they have a different understanding or revelation and right. they make something about like their treatment towards you and maybe they'll see it differently in in the future. But
1: Yeah, and again, there's no you know, like there is no judgment or condemnation here from me, like right. towards the people. Like I felt like I lost along the ways because, mm-hmm. I mean, it, the, the shit goes deeper than that. Because you know, the 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 girl that I got with after this whole mess is an amazing person. Like I think she is amazing. She's absolutely like the best.
0: Yeah, <laughs> yeah. She's like
1: the love of my life right now.
0: That's what's up. And
1: like I think um, things got. I feel things escalated as far as, like, me going downhill when uh-huh. the exposure of that new relationship, uh-huh. you know, when people caught wind to that relationship, right. my relationship with my girlfriend now. hmm uh-huh. That's when things got, like, a little hectic. And it's like, man, now I'm grieving. Now I'm dealing with three things, you Mm -hmm. know, like, dealing with, you know, just me being okay with, like, this whole coming out thing. Second, like, dealing with the people that I lost. Now third, dealing with the people that have an issue with my my relationship that I'm in now. It's like, oh, my goodness
0: gracious. When when will it stop, right? It's, It's drama.
1: Yeah. And then people... You know, for people to say, Bex, why are you acting brand new? Why are you separating? You know, you did this. You're the one that won. Well, I mean, I kind of had no choice. Right. You know, like, I was like, you, you know, I didn't feel support from anybody. I had to go literally hide for a minute and gather myself before I even deal with anybody. Mm-hmm. First, let me go collect myself. Word. Let me go embrace this woman mm-hmm. that is out now. First, let me first get comfortable with her. Like, I, I did not want anybody else to get comfortable with this Bex that's out. And mm-hmm. so I'm comfortable with her. So, so I had real. to go and just go deep and far and just hit, like, go on a hiatus. To just far from people just so I can understand, is this who I am? Mm-hmm. And is this who I want to be? And is it risk losing these people? Mm-hmm. So just a lot of thoughts that I had to take back with me as I'm, like, literally just, you know, embracing this new me and it was just it was cool
0: that's awesome i mean that's i I love that part because obviously you um taking that time to yourself has brought you to where we are today yeah right i know um
1: even though people said i was uh i was i was I was still hiding. That's why I'm hiding with my bro. I've had every rumor on earth say like, "Oh, the reason why she went um gone for like six four months is because she's still on the low." And it's like, I'm out. It's yeah. just I'm let me deal people, with myself. Like people
0: always gonna have some shit to say, right? Yeah. And 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 I think that what I'm really trying to master myself right now, and 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 I think you know, like I see you doing the same thing, is that people are gonna. Say what they want to say about us, have their opinions, but like we know what we doing and that's all that really matters.
1: That really that's the truth. No, that's
0: the truth. Say what you want, but you but that's just your opinion and and you irrelevant, really. That's the
1: truth.
0: Right? If you wanna know some real shit, come and talk to me.
1: No, that's the truth. Come in the high seat. That you ain't (laughs) speaking the truth.
0: That's real, that's real. Well, where let me ask you Yeah, yeah. Where are you in your identity now as a as a queer person? Like what, what's Bex up to? Mm, I know that's you a told us you were in a in a good relationship.
1: Yeah. An amazing relationship. In an
0: amazing actually. relationship. Yeah. Where are you now within your identity?
1: Uh I am a proud, queer woman. You know, I I identify as that as my identity first, you know, is Queer, being queer mm-hmm. and um, and also being Christian like those two identities hand in hand you know, and it's kinda like how do those how do mix? those exist,
0: right? How do those how do those exist simultaneously? Yeah, Can they?
1: Yeah, it's easy. It's called mercy and grace. It's that simple, you know? <laughs> well, like, well speak come to on. us.
0: Speak to us a little bit about that. As a, well, let being me a, just get to the
1: pastor
0: real quick. <laughs> <laughs> come on.
1: Make <laughs> yeah, it plain. Make no, it plain. It's just like there's this um I think I've i I've shared this truth with you before, but um, his name is Pastor Ryan Meeks, and I'm he was one of my YouTube, you know, when I was going through this. But he said this quote that was like so profound and it kind of helped, you know, during my healing time. But he said, Hell is knowing your truth and lacking and lacking the courage to live it.
0: Mm. Can you say that one more time?
1: Yeah, I know, right? It's deep. Say la. Just-
0: say la. Um, hey. Just give it
1: a minute. Hell is knowing your truth and lacking the courage to live it. Pastor Meeks.
0: That's what's I, up.
1: that was like huge for me. Like during my like just me standing and being established in this identity, you right, know, as a queer right. woman, and I was just like, that's so true. Like, that's if that is if that place is the place that I was taught to stay away from, then I'm freaking gonna like you know stay away from everything that identifies or is correlates with hell. And if hell is like what Like knowing your truth and lacking the courage, then I'm gonna like shun from doing that and just step up with courage to the identity that I have as a woman, as a queer woman, as a woman, as a Christian queer woman. All these different identities, like I identify with that and with boldness, like unashamed, you know, completely like ready to take my place, you know. And Mm -hmm. granted, like there will be opinions and different crazy like theologies and might even be the right theology because my theology from from like my understanding is like or from other people's understanding is like wrong and crazy, but we go we won't we won't go into that
0: right i don't, I don't even know
1: <laughs> but yeah, you know, it's just I feel like if that's the truth, if you have a truth, anybody out there, like if you're like someone like me that has been in church, actually, I served in church for so many years. Mm-hmm. And I even went to Bible college, graduated Bible college, served on, you know, as a missionary for a few years, came back and I came back, think, you know, to bury my, to lay my mom to rest. Mm-hmm. And, I, and I went back into ministry. And I was still a person that in the midst of it all, still struggling in that, you know. But not so much struggling because, again, I was told that it was wrong the whole time. So it was more of a a struggle that I refused to actually entertain because it was like, meh, you know. Come on. That was by the book. We couldn't do that. And finally, just when push comes to shove, you know. Things happen in life and I finally just got this reality of like, man, if if I'm not true to myself, then I'm not true to my from my understanding to God and like to people. And like I want to be the most authentic Bex ever to whoever it is, you know, and like it's crazy because I had my share with like even being with like a few young guys too, Uh young fellas (laughs) And, like, it's crazy to sit here and say that I didn't enjoy that, Danny boy, Uh because I did. I did. I really did. Right. I think the idea of love for me is what I long for, Uh you know, and, um, again, granted, we could sit here and say that there's so many biblical proofs and scriptures about, like, what um, the Bible says about, you know, a man and a woman being in a relationship, but uh, I don't know. I just, if love is at the center of if it, if love is really at the center of it, come see. You know, and it's and,
0: consenting adults. You know, it's like
1: yeah. I'm then. What's the
0: problem? What's the? Issue? I'm
1: open for it. You know, and mm-hmm. I and love came in the package of an amazing woman, and I'm grateful for her. And she is, has been a huge supporter of like my process of getting you know of healing and recovery. Absolutely, and she is. Just yeah.
0: Shout out to her. Yeah. You know shout I mean? out to She's Melissa. Amazing. Shout out to Melissa. Shout out to Melissa, man. Yeah. Okay, I was gonna wait for you to yeah, do it. You know, I know what I mean? No, but she hey, is, man. It's all love, you know. For sure. and, and it's a process, like you said, and, and it's a continuous process. Yeah. And I'm just so happy to pay witness to your healing yeah. and and your truth Still. and yeah. your excellence and like Thank you. Just everything that you got going on, you know. I that's something that we don't often hear about in yeah. our communities. Someone who is queer and who is a believer, you know yeah, what I mean? And that's a
1: Danny. Well, that's a that's another episode. That's
0: another episode. I can sit
1: here and unpack just like my views on that because a lot of people don't agree with, it, especially right. w- the way we grew up in church, you right. know. But
0: but hey, you know, like that's that's their opinion. Yeah, you this know, is your truth.
1: I know you feel me, and is I'm it? and I'm grateful to be you know again attend an amazing just church right now, that. It, embraces us me mm-hmm. myself and Melissa we both go to that church and we love it and they embrace us as a couple Word. as a couple you know as women that identify as the LGBT and they're mm-hmm. just they're just awesome they love it we don't have to hide nothing we're just there they know we have a son named Noah and he's there and it's just awesome
0: I love it thank yeah. you Bex you You're know welcome. I, I think this is a important topic for us to chop it up about and there's always time it is, yeah. we're always going to have this chop it up session and I just want to thank you for even sharing as much as you you a
1: synopsis should. of my outcome hey, out upcoming
0: cuz it's a lot right but it i think is. even just us having this piece of conversation definitely, is yeah. good you know we'll definitely talk more and chop For it up sure. some more before we get out of this segment though i want to yes. ask you what would you want to say to folks listening who may be experiencing similar challenges or going through similar things and mm. what is just some words of affirmation or encouragement that you could offer to to whomever is listening,
1: definitely. That's a great question. Honestly, I feel like my best advice for me was, uh, in my experience, was that, you know, I didn't have courage for me. I didn't have courage back then to do something so extreme because I didn't. I wasn't around people who had that courage, you know, and like I wish. That I was around, like, enough, you know, like, people in our community now, the LGBT, to see the courage that they took to get out, to get mm-hmm. in and get out and just become completely comfortable in their own skin and who they are. To be liberated. Yeah, to be free and just really hone in that identity, you know? Yeah. Like, I wish I had that example. And, like, if there's anything I would give to anybody, it's like, man, get... Around people who will like affirm and like love you in in, in whoever you you are, you know, mm-hmm. like whatever you identify as, like get around those people that make you comfortable, that allow you to be you mm-hmm. and have no judgment. Get around them ASAP mm-hmm. and stay around them mm-hmm. until they they until they make you um, so comfortable. It's for you to, you know, kind of walk on that pace, you know, and just to kind of catch up to where they're at, you know. And that was just one thing that I didn't have because, again, I didn't feel like it. I was, I just never thought I would even be here, you know, because I didn't put myself out there and I didn't get around the people because those are people that I just felt like, eh. You know, like (laughs) I had my own views back then. (laughs) Yeah, but, yeah, you know, if you're in there, if you're at that place with me, especially for those in the church house, you know, like I, I... I can't t- too much give you this advice because I know everyone has, like, their own views because they're in church. So it's like I don't want all, like, the secret, you know, the hidden LGBT community in the church to be like, oh, I heard Bex and now we're all on. No, <laughs> don't leave your church because I know some of you worship leaders out there that are hiding in there. But, um, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, just, you know, get around people. If you're not, if you're not really too comfortable mm-hmm. in, you know, coming out or even in knowing if this is something, then. Get around somebody that will help you walk through your thoughts to see if they're if those thoughts are should be valid enough to entertain or should be like something that is just a faith I don't know. But there's nothing more liberating than a conversation. Mm-hmm. You know, so just have a conversation, but have it with the right person, you know, and just hope that you will find your your place of freedom in that conversation and it literally just takes a conversation. It really does. But just know this, like again, my experience was being outed, but nobody deserves to be outed. Nobody. Nobody at all. Because like, it's
0: nobody's it's nobody's timing place and time. It's yeah. nobody's place to, to put somebody else out there like that.
1: Exactly. And I'm talking about in everything, like whether you're in the closet or whether you have a secret, you know what I'm saying? It's yeah. like it's nobody's place to share what you, you know. Had rightfully shared to them, in mm-hmm. you know, so, and confidence. Yeah, it's like don't don't do that, and like you know, just hope that things don't get too bad where you experience it like me, where it just gets exposed. Which I'm very happy that I did.
0: <laughs> and if and if you feel like nobody else, like you have nobody to do that with, yeah, just know that we're here for you. Yeah, that exactly. Bex and D Boy here got you, and all it takes is just a simple. Email, you know, exactly. hit us up for the cultures, with an S, pod, pod. at gmail.com. Yeah. So that's uh, F-O-R-T-H-E-C-U-L-T-U-R-E-S-P-O-D at gmail.com. There you go. And you can also follow us on IG, hit up our DMs. It's the same thing. yeah y- You know, really reach out um, because... It, like Bex said, it just takes that conversation.
1: Yeah. Simple conversation. Right. Let's have
0: it. Thank you, Bex. Oh Yes. Your story is so dynamic. Really, that was just like a And that's just a sliver of it, y'all. Yeah, you know a there's a slice. Right? Yeah. There's so much more to share and we hope For and sure. plan to continue to just share and dialogue and share in conversation with y'all. But it's about that time, man. We got to get up out of here. It's Friday night. We got to go. We got things to do. Not really. I'm going home. (laughs) You got some planning to do. (laughs) I do. Um, How are you going to take care of yourself this this week, Bex?
1: This week, I'm going to take care of myself by being intentional with um, spending time with people. Like, I want to be—like, for instance, this weekend, I want to be so intentional about spending time with my girlfriend. And I'm excited for that because— She's been wanting some intentional time, and I'm gonna give it to her. Give so, it to her girl this week. what about you?
0: Uh, I'm gonna take care of myself this week by taking a taking deep breaths when I need them. Okay. You know what I mean because I find myself getting frustrated and all worked up and tense and yeah, sometimes all it takes is just a moment to take a few deep breaths and yeah. really really recognize and listen to yourself breathe.
1: yeah, that's so true.
0: right that breath of life.
1: That's right, that's you're, you're right. You only got it once, so that's right.
0: I'm going to take care of myself by taking deep breaths. Okay, that's All right.
1: what's up. that's what's up. Until next week, y'all. Until next time, Before y'all. For the Cultures podcast. We out. End. Peace. Peace. What are we doing it for? We're doing it for the culture.